Welcome to the Chocolate Bar, our lives, our strength, our time. We are back for episode 21. Yay! And after an amazing episode last time, I'm talking to Jewel Sandine. You guys are stuck listening to us talk about shit tonight. So, oh well. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll have a new fun guest for you coming soon. Coming soon. Yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, before we get started tonight, we have cut, you know, we have to catch up a little bit because we didn't really get the opportunity to do that last week because we wanted to give uh, Miss Jewel the floor. So uh, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks, my dear? Before I talk about me, let's talk about Jewel for a second since she's not here to talk about herself. So she, we, she, cause she, when she was on last time, she talked about her, uh, Freddy Krueger costume for her. Oh yeah. Strongman. I think they're called strongman shows. So I'm going to just go with that. Um, so she plays second, right? Was it first or second? Um, yes, she plays second. So congratulations. <laughs> Yay! Um, and I believe it was some more Black Girl Magic in first place. So Black yes. Girl Magic all around. Yes, yes. So super excited about that. I um, I was stalking yes. her pictures. And she was just so much bit. fun to talk to. She is fun. So we will bring her back to act silly with us next, uh, yep. some other time because that was fun and great and wonderful. Yeah, um, and if there's anybody that you'd like to hear us um, talk to or interview or whatever, you know, let us know. We're always open to, su- to suggestions. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. And if you want to send someone our way directly, like if you want to tell them to message the, message us themselves, you can do that, too. <laughs> uh, so that right. we don't have to chase them down. Whatever works. Yeah. All right. So I guess that means I should talk about myself now. Um, yes, you should. What have I been up to? <laughs> I have been enjoying my new job. Um Life is good. Life is good. Uh, mm-hmm. good. Job is job is great. Um, I am in the midst of our, I guess they call it the annual meeting and expo for the American mm-hmm. Public Health Association. Um, I've been doing that since it started Saturday, but I have been there since Sunday. Um, I've gotten to reunite with some people that I have been friends with either through grad school or through work for quite a while. Uh, it's been really a good way to reinforce um some of the things that I love about what I do and remind me of why I do what I do, (laughs) which I think is always probably super helpful for anyone to remember, you know, your roots and things like that, especially Mm -hmm. since I have, I have pet like, and I think most of us probably have things like this in our professions. Um, at least those of us who are in kind of, I guess you could say things where you have a subject matter expertise or things like that. Um, I don't, I, I have things that are kind of my pet projects and my pet topics, and this has given me a good opportunity since I'm not working in one of my pet areas. I'm learning something new in my new job. Um, I've gotten to go see some of the subject matter experts in, in kind of the fields that I come from and the things that I know. So that's been good. And, um, Mm -hmm. There was a wonderful, and I just want everyone to know who this woman is. If you are into climate change or um, the rights of indigenous peoples, which is appropriate for what we're talking about here, <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the op- one of the opening speakers, the main keynote speech at our conference or annual meeting or what have you, was this amazing woman. I think her name is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name right. I hope I am. Her name is Ariel I think it's Deranger, possibly Deranger, mm-hmm. um, D-E-R-A-N-G-E-R. Um, she spoke, she is from a 
um, indigenous people, um, uh, I think they live in Canada. I know she's from Canada. I just cannot remember exactly where, but she spoke a lot about how the environment has isn't affecting her people and the life that they have, and then kind of opened it up to the broader sense of how we're impacting the world and all that. And I mean, that's probably the most powerful. Um, speech I've heard in a really long time. And Mm -hmm. not that I don't care about the environment, I don't care about climate change, that's not to say that, but sometimes it's a harder thing to connect with uh, in terms of the things that I connect to in public health. It's just not something that I, I guess you could say, glom onto easily. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. she made it, she did a really good job, I think, of making it very human and very emotional in a way that a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, we're talking about, oh, drive your car less or get a hybrid or these kind of very... I guess you could call it mechanical things. And Mm -hmm. she made it very human and very emotional and very real. It was probably one of the best things I've heard of. So yeah, Ariel, E-R-I-E-L. Derange or Deranger, D-E-R-A-N-G-E-R. You can look her up and I think there, I'm sure there are other speeches of hers, you know, on YouTube or possibly Instagram, Mm -hmm. but definitely worth And we'll put it in the show notes. We will, we will. And let's see, I think that's uh, really all I've been up to is working and living and training. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of in this weird place where I'm, this is probably the first time that my life has been pretty steady. Like I'm not in some hey, sort of Hey, we like steady. No news is good we news, do. right? <laughs> we do. I, well, you know, because for, you know, and I think most of our audience knows now, I I've, was spending a lot of the last year kind of in job search turmoil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. to kind of be able to co- go to work and come home and I'm happy with what and I'm doing and I'm in a good place. It's, that's awesome. Yeah. So Yay. Yeah. And maybe I'll have some more exciting updates. Maybe I'll be more interesting in the near future. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but for now, Girl, just be, just do <laughs> for now, I am works. just existing in a chilled out place. That's a beautiful place to be. Yes. So I want to hear what you're up to because I feel like you always, because you have a teenager, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Something interesting is always yes. happening. Yes. It is. It, well, it's it's been a, a kind of an up and down few weeks. Um, so I think when we last had a chance to catch up on an actual pop podcast episode, um, my Special Olympic athletes were getting ready for their meet. Um, and that meet did happen. And they all did fantastically well. I'm so, so proud of them. Um, and it's just one of those things where... Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, you look at practice and, you know, everything's kind of falling apart. Um, and, you know, people aren't making their lifts and then, you know, just, they're just not quite able to kind of pull everything together. And then you get to the meet and they just perform flawlessly or everything falls apart at the meet. (laughs) Um, one of the two. So we had a little bit of both, but more everything coming together. So it was, it was fantastic. And then the crazy thing was, so I'm not I'm still not entirely sure what exactly happened because um, I haven't I have to catch up with the head coach and see if I can get the story. But so this was a a meet in uh, Maryland for all like all of the counties in the state of Maryland. So pretty big. And there were other activities as a fall fest. So there were other sports too. there was football. There was uh, maybe I think badminton. um, There was some track and field and some other things. So we had the opening ceremony at like eight, we were supposed to get started at nine o'clock, right? 
So opening ceremony is over. You know, everyone goes to sort of their assigned places at this, um, we were at a university. And so powerlifting was in the main arena where we had had the opening ceremonies because we needed the most space. So, um, you know, it's about nine o'clock and we're like, okay, cool. You know, we're getting started soon. 30 minutes go by and I'm like, okay, what's going on? You know, that's really weird. Um, You know, I asked, you know, one of the other coaches, hey, what's what's going on? You know, and then we don't know what's going on. Okay. 45 minutes go by and we're like, what the fuck? Like, we need to get started because there were a lot of power lifters, right? So we're like, what the hell is happening? An hour and 30 minutes go by. Ooh. So now I'm pissed because... The way that we had set it up, we, you know, we were supposed to do um, bench in the morning, deadlift in the afternoon. And then in between, we had scheduled the athletes um, lunch. They were gonna, we were having lunch delivered for them around 1145, which means that bench, you know, presumably had we started at nine, bench would have been over by that point. They have enough time to eat their lunch. And, you know, we kind of stagger it depending on who would, you know, sort of go first or whatever. And have time for that to digest before, um, you know, their afternoon lifts. So we're like, what is happening? So 12 o'clock comes and goes and we're just like, this is ridiculous. So come to find out, apparently, I've just never heard of anything like this. So it still astounds me to this day. So we had been requested to submit um, weights for body weights and opening um, lifts for all athletes about three weeks prior to the event, right? So, you know, they were honest, honest, honest. And this is sort of kind of the head the head folks at um, Special Olympics or whomever was, was over sort of the powerlifting um, event. You know, make sure you get it in, make sure you get it in, make sure. We had it in well before the deadline. Um, so I'm expecting to walk into the arena and, you know, after weigh-ins and see the flights. So we know who's going when. Well, apparently they, for whatever reason, decided to create the flights right after opening ceremonies. Oh, well, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this was a new, I don't know if this was a new crop of folks who were doing it this year. Cause last year and the year before it was fine. Like completely effortless started on time. Boom, boom, boom. But I mean, I literally had to dig deep within the depth of my soul, logic and brain to try to figure out what would possess them to wait until the event started to start creating um, flights. Right. They had all of the weights literally three weeks in advance. Why would you just not create the flights? And then that morning of you would do any edits that needed to happen, whether it be somebody's in a different weight class or somebody dropped out. Like you shouldn't be figuring that out. The, the And it wasn't even like before the opening ceremonies, you shouldn't be figuring that out at that point in time. So I was livid because of course now the issue is, well, they got to eat because they haven't really right. been eating. You know, they hadn't really eaten that morning that much. So we got to feed them. And, how you know, how's this going to work? <sighs> so they finally got that figured out. 
and the athletes god bless them they were chill they were just like hey we're here we're ready to you know we're ready to have fun i just i felt badly for them because again they had worked so hard to get there and any you know any type of like you know last minute change to one's environment or you know sort of kind of the right. the environment that they are used to you know that can throw you off completely whether yes, you're can. a special olympics athlete or not it's like, you know that's why i always tell they always say you know the morning of a competition you don't you know decide to try to eat something different or right. do something different no. or whatever you do what exactly what you've been doing in practice so i was pissed off about that you know and then i was just like you know typically we get out of there about three or four they have the closing ceremonies they give the awards or what have you but you know people aren't gonna be staying out there till seven or eight o'clock at night which means that a lot of folks that would have stuck around for the award ceremony you know we're gonna leave including myself so it just it was just a cluster so i was you know mad about that but they finally got that squared away so i'm like okay you know we we good the next thing i notice i'm listening just kind of what's going on i'm like are they teaching the spotters how to spot right oh. now Oh no. Oh no. Girl. Oh no. So I'm assuming that they had volunteers, you know, and I mean, literally when I tell you, like somebody was like, what's a, what's a, what's a bar clip? Oh, what's it? Oh, Jesus. Wait, what? You gonna have these people that girl. So I don't know what was going on with that, but it was just a cluster. And I mean, when I tell you there were so many near misses where I literally had was about to jump on the platform, you know, in front of the judge and make sure that the weight didn't come crashing down on an athlete. The judge had to, the head judge actually had to save, you know, a couple of times because these, you know, volunteers, someone didn't know what the hell they were doing. Seriously? So I will be writing a sternly worded letter about that whole situation. That's um, so anyway yeah it really was it really really was so that happened it was fine um ended up getting sick again so i really need to sit down and have some sort of come to jesus about uh you know just my health and you know rest and all of that because i was so I, i started getting sick that saturday of the meet and by the time sunday rolled around i was a wreck like i couldn't even talk um my throat was sore you know, I was just sick. It was really bad. So bad that I didn't even get back out of the bed until and go to work until that Wednesday. So I was in the bed from Sunday Ooh. to Wednesday. Yeah. So I just really need to, you know, I need to get my life together as far as that's concerned. So that happened. Um, let's see some not so great stuff. Um, uh, my sister-in-law passed away, uh, my brother's wife. So um, I will be heading out to... California, probably about the time that this podcast drops, this episode drops. So it's kind of a tough situation, but I'm um, really looking forward to seeing my family. I haven't seen them in quite some time. And I'm going to bring my son and shock the hell out of everyone because they're not going to believe how big he is now. So (laughs) that's that. And then, oh, and we'll save this for another podcast. But, you know, I uh, decided to sign up for powerlifting. We'll talk about talk about that some other time let me just say this i started my uh programming today for that my coach sent it to me and literally i was like so are you sitting there you know i'm thinking is he sitting at their computer like if she dies she dies like it was terrible this morning that so much volume so many squats 
so much bench. It, I mean, I when I tell you, I felt like I had was in the gym for four hours, and it wasn't even like I was not bullshitting. I wasn't taking like I would, you know, I time my rest, get right back up. It was a lot. So uh, I'm sure there will be some more <sighs> interesting information about that in the coming weeks. But yeah, suffice to say, it's gonna be quite a ride. Anyway, um, so that is that is that. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into our topic tonight. I think it'll be pretty interesting and, and oh so timely. Yes. So, so, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I guess in 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 explaining where this came from, because I already can feel. I know you can feel it too. The He Man Woman Haters Club that is going to somehow that never listens to the podcast <laughs> any other time. <laughs> Right. He's going to see the subject matter and come out of the woodwork. So, mm-hmm. first things first, we give zero fucks about your opinions unless you oh, actually okay. want to have unless you actually <laughs> want to have a real discussion. We give zero fucks about what you have to say. So let's just get that out of the way on the front end. But um, in that order. <laughs> but realistically, um, we we got this. Uh, this this is actually I think it's something that we all have dealt with, and I think. What made it interesting to me and why I kind of when we saw when I saw the message pop up in our DMs, the reason I jumped all over it is I don't know that I've ever heard as much as I hear us talk about it on or I guess you could say see us talk about it on social media in kind of various individual groups. Mm -hmm. So various Instagrams and things like that. I don't know that I've ever heard any women of color really talk about this happening in their lives Mm -hmm. when it comes to the gym. We talk about what happens to us when we're walking down the street. We talk about what's happening to us in the office. But I don't know that I've ever directly heard any of us really talk about um, dealing with this particular issue. I'm teasing this all. in the gym specifically right. i really i don't know i i really tried to think about if i've ever had that discussion with another woman of color who isn't you because you and i have right. talked about this but i don't mm-hmm. know that and i don't know that i have i really don't know yeah. that i have so yeah. all that to say um we are discussing i guess we're gonna cover sexism and misogyny or where they mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. all tied up together we're covering them both right uh, I who was it who sent us the initial request for that? Do you have that? Ah, uh, let me see if I can pull that right back up again. And thanks, girl. Because um, yes, because this did come directly from a listener, Instagram follower, homie. <laughs> yes, homie. So we Friend want of the to podcast. make sure you get. Your, so we make sure you get your due, and everybody can go follow you and bother you as much as they come and say hi to us. So everybody go say hi to. Was it? Damn it, why is it not showing up now? Um, was it? Sh- it oh, was it? Um, it looks like her Instagram name is MMD. M okay. underscore M underscore D. So thanks, girl, for the fabulous idea. Denise is her name. I'm, I hope she didn't mind me putting that out there. Sorry, girl. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> If anybody goes and bothers her in an inappropriate way, you're going to have a whole army of us to deal with. So yes. we strongly suggest don't you check that. yourself. Don't do that. And she so, just gave us the idea. So anyway. Yes. So I guess what we're looking at here is just the overall idea of sexism and misogyny when it comes to, I think specifically in this case, dealing with it in the gym and in the strength sports. Um, I think we probably need to start out with talking about exactly what those words mean. So 
to be clear about what we're talking about here, and in case we need to make any caveats, mm-hmm. um, we mean sex. When we talk, when we say sexism, we mean discrimination, prejudice, or anything along those lines based on solely sex or gender. Mm-hmm. It tends to, although there is supposedly a way for us to be sexist toward men, I don't know what that looks like because I'm not a man. So right, right. <laughs> It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side of the fence, we've got our friend misogyny that we all talk about pretty broadly also. Mm-hmm. We kind of, I think in society, we tend to use those two words interchangeably and we probably should stop yes. doing that. Um, yes. Misogyny is the actual hatred or contempt of women or girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of it as misogyny is sort of the outcome or manifestation or the outward action taken as a result of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I, I, I think of those two going that way so one is the manifestation of the other essentially I guess you could say yeah. um, and misogyny is a more of a hostility issue um, whereas mm-hmm. I think of sexism as a brain issue um, right right that's how I think of it. Other people may think of it differently, but that's how I kind of try to keep those lines clear in my head. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that. I think usually yeah, and- when I think usually when we're talking about it, it's just really we just don't draw those lines. We just talk about them together. Right. I think. Right, and I think a, a lot of it boils down to right. So you know, and and there's another sort of um, you know kind of buzzword that we hear a lot about nowadays but i think a lot of that you know just sort of comes from as you know living in this patriarchal society and there the the notion that there is a specific box that all women must fit into yeah physically you know emotionally whatever and anytime you are outside of that box it is like does not compute and i think that's where a lot of that sexism stems from you know, women are supposed to be this, this, and this. And if you are not this, this, and this, you know, or they do this, this, and this. So, you know, or they don't do this, this, and this. So if you're doing those things, it's like, wait, what? No, that's not possible. Um, You know, and I think, you know, like you said, I think one feeds into the other. That's, you know, probably the more benign sort of beginning of, you know, what, you know, that's the, oh, well, you know, girls don't lift heavy, you know, and that sort of kind of devolves or, you know, disintegrates into, you know, oh, bitch, you want to act like a man, you know, I'll show you, I'll show you how to be a man, whatever, you know, it just gets right. really awful. So, yeah, I thought it'd be cool to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what that has looked like, you know, really both in person and online. I think it's become even more prevalent online, obviously, because, you know, everybody's a keyboard gangster and they'll <laughs> say shit um online that they would never dare say to your face so um and especially like i said i think you know i i I never really saw it that much in bodybuilding i think because um you know sort of depending on kind of where you fell as a physique athlete you know if you were a bikini athlete or a figure athlete or you know even sort of women's physique it was kind of okay because it was still kind of like a girlish kind of thing to do but I did happen to, I, I did start to notice it more with female bodybuilding. And I honestly think that's one of the things that kind of led to sort of the decline of the sport because, you know, someone decided the powers that be that, you know, 
women were starting to look too much like men or too masculine and it wasn't fun to look at them anymore so we don't you know we're not going to promote that anymore right which is absolutely ridiculous and sad so i didn't see it as much when i you know was sort of more heavily involved in bodybuilding but i definitely see more of it now um you know kind of looking into you know the crossfit thing um uh you know only weightlifting powerlifting you know strong man i don't i don't know because i'm not a strong man we have to ask um jewel about that um but anyway that's where i really see a lot of it and i think it's because now you have like you know obviously figure bikini and physique are things that are solely limited to you know folks who identify as as women right um well kind of physique but you know what i mean um but now you have this instance where you know literally women are doing things that men actually can do as well and god help a woman who can do it just as well or better than a man that's when the problem starts right um exactly heaven forbid yes. we're equal yes or close to so it. um you know it, it, it's just an interesting phenomenon to watch um i think and you know i just wonder you know how that affects like you know a lot of women and their choices about you know participating in some of these sports i mean you know me personally in my house i don't give a shit so you know i just sort of decided i was going to do what you know made me happy and i think you know i think you're kind of that way too i'm sure you know i definitely know you know we've both experienced some men sort of feeling like they have an opinion um as to you know whether or not we you know lift heavy or whatever but um yeah so i i you know i I, it don't bother me at all <laughs> especially if i ain't sleeping with you at night i didn't give birth to you or you're not parenting me i really could give a shit what you think so um i don't know do you want to kind of start anecdotally like what what does that look like for you well it's interesting because i i well for the last however many years before i joined my strength athlete gym because i don't want to call mm-hmm. it a powerlifting gym because they specialize in all kinds of athletes um right I was in basically the typical big chain LA fitness situation and I've been training for the better part of my years. Um, I would say probably, yeah, probably about the last 10 or 15 years, 10 to 10 to 12. I'd say that Mm -hmm. in a predominantly gay male gym. So (laughs) it's been a really interesting experience because we would, they always kind of cheered on my efforts to be kind of, they always were like, oh, she's just a fucking superhero. She's super, mm-hmm. she's super strong and blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I always got a lot of support from the gay men in the gym. But what would inevitably happen is that we would get a sprinkling of straight men, which mm-hmm. it's not like, and just to be clear, y'all, there, this is not a gym where there's a sign on the door that says gay men and women only allowed. It just happens right. to be that I live in a predominantly, well, it's changing now, but when I moved here, I would say a fair 90 to 95% of my neighborhood is gay men. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was living the will and grace life for a while, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except everybody was will <laughs> and I was the only grace. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think with that being my gym situation, when we would get straight men in the gym, they would come in almost super masculine because now they're there they're in this environment where inherently they're feeling like women feel a lot of the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're walking around and 
there's no way to know off by what no one looks gay no one there's no such thing as you look gay right if, and living in my neighborhood has made me very you know if i didn't know that before i'm very 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 well aware of it now and mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. would get men who come into the gym and they would get the eyeballs that we're used to getting in the gym you know right. when we always talk about oh i was doing my romanian deadlifts and this guy wouldn't stop looking at my ass or i was squatting and this guy asked to spot me but he really just wanted to grab my ass they were getting that the straight men mm-hmm. were getting that because the gay men didn't know if they were gay or straight. So they would look until right. it became firmly established that they were straight and then everybody would back off. Mm-hmm. But what that would result in was a lot of times we would get these straight men who would come in the gym and I was the often the only woman lifting significant weight in the mm-hmm. gym, especially in the free weight area. And so they, in this need to maintain their, I guess, masculinity would often kind of low-key insult me or low-key disrespect mm-hmm. me to make, to kind of say, I'm still the man here. Just because right. you're strong doesn't mean, you know, so I would get the, I, as a matter of fact, and I tell this story all the time, I think I've told it in my blog, uh, on, either on the podcast or in my Instagram before. The first time I ever pulled 225 for a deadlift mm-hmm. happened because there was a straight guy there who really hated, honestly, who really hated that he was in a gym full of gay men. Mm-hmm. And instead of dealing with that issue, he decided to bully me. Mm-hmm. And he walked up to me, he would harass me. And he one day he came up to me and he said, I had put 225 on the bar and I was contemplating. It was at that point, it would have been a PR if this was the first time I'd ever lifted it. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he laughed and he was like, <laughs> little girl, what are you going to do with that? Uh-huh. Women shouldn't be lifting like that. And I looked him in the eye and I said, actually, what I'm going to do with it is lift it. And I bent down and I braced myself and I picked that shit the fuck up. And he promptly walked away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But that was for a really long time. That was the kind of sexism I was dealing with was that kind of hatred and anger. Like, and so it would kind of manifest itself in these like misogynistic, just, oh, disgusting behaviors. Because if it wasn't the taunting and the, what are you going to do without her? You shouldn't be lifting so heavy. It was the other extreme of, oh, sweet little baby girl, you can't possibly lift that. Let me help you. Right. Really? Right. <laughs> really? <sighs> and it's and I and I think it's always bounced back and forth between the two of either you're not supposed to be lifting that because you're a woman and you're supposed to be weak or right. you're lifting it but I don't think you could possibly lift it so I'm going to sit here and make you uncomfortable and make it clear to you that I don't think you should ever be strong enough to lift that. Right. And I my personal pet peeve and it comes and when people say this it comes from a sexist place whether they want to admit it or not. I hate, I used to hate it. I don't hear it anymore in my current gym, but I used to, I hear it all the time in LA Fitness when people would say, you're really strong for a girl. For a girl. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you. What does that even mean? <laughs> and how am I strong for a girl and I'm squatting more than you, bro? Right. So what does that make you? Right. Yeah. What, what does that, what does that mean? In the bigger side of things. And then the, um, the only other thing that I really wanted to address, and this is, I'm going to try to keep it from us taking, going down this weird tangent, but I just, I, I, I'm always fascinated how in gym situations, especially smaller gym situations, like the one I was in, where it's a very much, although it's an LA fitness, it's a very much a neighborhood gym. Mm -hmm. We all see the same people all the time. Right. And it's a small group of us. I, I was always fascinated by how many comments that were sexist that came from other women. And mm-hmm. it bothers me because that means you as a woman have chosen to embrace 
the limiting that men have decided to put on us. You've chosen mm-hmm. to actively accept the limitations that I don't know if you want to say patriarchal society or whoever you want yeah. to blame for it has put on us. But as a woman, for you to say to me, you're not, we're not supposed to do that. We're right. women. Or to say, and this is the one that makes me want to stab people's eyes out, when people will say, oh, it's, it's nice that you're strong and that's nice for you. Right. But I don't, I wouldn't. My husband, my husband would never want me to look like that. Or I would never want to look like that. Well, I'm not married to your husband. I'm certainly not fucking him. Right. And you're not me and I'm not you. So. What's your point? Why even comment? Why are we, what, what are you talking about? But it always bothered me that when women would kind of pick up that limitation that. And well, I mean, ew, it's just it's icky to me. It's just icky. Like, why would you do that to another woman? I'm not surprised because uh, how you think we got the president we got in office? Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, yeah, that whole internalized misogyny, like self-hating thing is real, you know. And again, I think it's, you know, anytime anyone is challenging sort of that box, whether it be, you know, someone outside of the box or someone who is comfortably in the box and wants to stay there you know it makes it 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 makes people uncomfortable you know and i mean i don't know like i i i guess for me um it's a little bit different like i said you know being in um you know bodybuilding for so long you know obviously that's not necessarily a sport that is um more focused specifically on being strong as opposed to you know it's more focused on um sort of an aesthetic so you know i might get to where i need to be aesthetically by you know not necessarily lifting super heavy weight i mean it may have been heavy for me but it you know it may not have been a big deal for you know something that would cause a guy to kind of look you know give me a second glance although you know i've always just loved to lift heavy stuff so sometimes sometimes i would just do it for the hell of it but I definitely have noticed more, um, you know, since I've kind of, like I said, veered away from that. And I noticed it too in CrossFit, like, you know, you go to class, you go to WOD and you finish the WOD and immediately, you know, some CrossFit bro comes over like, you know, uh, well, you know, what was your time? What was your time? Why? Why do you care? You know, oh, did you RX it? Why? What that got to do with you? You know, it's just the weirdest thing. It's just like they they can't even help themselves, you know, and, you know, same thing in the gym. I, You know, luckily the the I've been going to the the gym where I train forever and, you know, the little 4 a.m., 5 a.m. crew like they they pretty much we know each other. So people pretty much stay out of my way. But it's always that one new person that I've never seen before and hasn't seen me before. You know, I always know because as soon as I walk in, I go to the rack and I'm, you know, getting my stuff together. And it's some, you know, a lot of times some old white dude wants to saunter over to me and be like, oh, well, why are you doing it that way? And, you know, why are you lifting so heavy? And maybe you should, maybe you should mind your goddamn business. You know, I remember having that exchange with someone one time and I was like, listen, I have a coach that I pay. Thank you. Well, you don't have to get all. I was like, I'm not getting anything other than annoyed because I'm trying to finish this set and you were interrupting me, you know, and he was just all in his feelings. And I was like, listen, I don't care that you were in the 1976 Olympics. That ain't got shit to do with me (laughs) and what I'm doing right now. So go on about your business. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just and the fact that 
you know, here's the thing though. This is what always is so amazing to me. I would bet with any amount of certainty that those same dudes would never dream of walking up to another dude in the gym and sweating them about how much they lift and how much they don't lift. Never. Of course they don't. Never never question their form. Never, you know, automatically assume this, that, or the, like, it just, that's the thing I think that's so astounding to me. Well, it's just like they won't... I think I and I know you know I've re- referred to him before and we'll just call him what his name by his name Thor the guy that kind of taught me my initial kind of took me on my initial heavy lifting toward powerlifting journey mm-hmm. when I used to lift with him it was okay for me to lift heavy right no one ever no one ever commented on my form or questioned why I was lifting so heavy as long as I had that big old muscle man next to me of course then it was oh oh okay oh okay you do know what you're right. doing or they're asking him questions about you. you like you can't talk right uh, and i've had that happen many times oh well how much is she lifting i'm right here sir i can hear right. you right <laughs> i can Why actually hear you <laughs> he, he's, he's not my he's not my handler i'm not a right. circus monkey right uh, i can talk I can even, in some cases, sign it for you if you need me right. to. I might be able to tell you in French. I maybe on a good day might be able to get you in Spanish. So what do you need? Right, right. <laughs> but it's it's always fascinating to me that these men. The for example, the guy with the two twenty five deadlift. When he said, hmm, "What are you gonna do with that?" He would mm-hmm. never. A guy could have loaded seven hundred pounds on there, and and he could have weighed thirty pounds, and clearly never lifted a day in his life. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have said anything to him. Right. Yeah, he would let it, that it, dude snap his snap his back right in half, but but heaven forbid a a, a woman puts two twenty five on the bar. Oh goodness, we're all gonna die. <laughs> right? Like why? I just I'm just like why is that so offensive to you? Why is what I'm doing and putting on my back so offensive? Unless you were like a spine thoracic you know specialty specialist, and you're like you're gonna crush your vertebrae, you know, and I'm literally in danger of doing that. Why why are you even over here? Like, it's just, it's just amazing to me how, you know, so many times, you know, a lot of these dudes are like, you know, again, because once in, you know, 1995, they, you know, squatted 300 pounds. It's like they feel that they're an authority and they know what they're doing and it automatically applies to you. Like I, like we'd have, and it's so funny to me because for example, if you, unlike men, women typically don't ego lift. So no. we typically are going to go in and, and, and do what we're capable of doing, you know, and not just do something for show and even risk injuring ourselves to do it. So if I'm sitting here and there is 280 on this bar and I'm about to squat it, like, did it ever occur to you that I probably don't need any help because I've been able to get up to that? I didn't just accidentally get in and throw 280 <laughs> on the bar. You know what I mean? I'm like, that doesn't even make right. any sense. Like, right. why would you even think it wasn't like, you know, it'd be different if like you walk in and I'm kind of walking around the squat rack like, what does this do? And I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to put the plates on and, you know, bruh, like what? Right. What and why t- are you, if, if you see me, my favorite one is the assumption that I can't count the plates. Right. I actually had, I actually had a man stop me once. I wasn't in my gym here. I was on vacation and I was training somewhere else. Uh-huh. And he said, you do know each of those plates weigh 45 pounds, right? <laughs> no. The 45, no, the, where it says 45 pounds yeah. on the plate gave no sign whatsoever. I had no idea. None. Like, it's, it's just, this, 
it's just the strangest thing to me and you know what's what's so fascinating to me now more than anything and this is since i went to the dark side and became a power lifter or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call me is what is it and i really want someone to answer this for me so if you know the answer to this if you're listening to this and you know the freaking answer or you can give me an answer just please someone tell me right what is it about women arching on bench press that is so fucking offensive why does it bring every misogynistic psychopath out of the woodwork i just want to know because quite frankly if you watch male powerlifters they arch too right Right. They arch too. The men do it too. Even the big guys, the you know, the the they, the male equivalent of super heavyweight, they do it too. You can't always see it because of the way men are built. They don't necessarily right. have the smaller waist, bigger butt thing that women have that make the arch more obvious. Right. But quite frankly, the men arch too. So why is it so offensive? And why do you have to scream? Like, the only time I ever see people losing their shit over men arching is when they basically do one of those arches like what I do, like a back walkover right. arch, when they're basically, you know, bent in half. But when they do and a it's typical, always, your average arch, it's well, why is it always some crazy man who's ranting like a crazy person and telling us that, that we're stupid little women? It's just, it's weird. And it's never and a man not who only actually that, works. it's typically non-power lifters. Yep. Because I'm like, for you to start off with... You know, A, it's bad for your back, and B, it's cheating. You clearly have no idea what the fuck we do. Like, why would you, again, why would you just assume that you're an expert on that? You know, bodybuilding binging and powerlifting binging are two completely different animals. Like, and if you actually, you know, participate in that particular sport, you actually know that. You know, so it's just always just like, you already sound stupid. You know what I mean? And, and the whole it's cheating thing. Well, then why don't you call up the 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 head folks at usapl and tell them that right because they allow so pretty much every judge is stupid because they they allow it in competition so clearly they the just judges never have a response for that <laughs> and you're cheating and you need, what if the if the goal is to lift as much fucking weight as possible why would you not use everything to your advantage to lift as much weight as possible i don't understand how that's cheating exactly it's just the mu- and again the men do it yeah. too the men do it too i i just always wonder what it is that makes men lose their shit about that i don't understand is it because you're here's the that i've put on here's- as much weight as you have like that guy that you and i had like had to bury that right. one day in yes because he was he was legitimately crazy right he was crazy with anger <laughs> and he was well, being I- go ahead I- he was being actually legitimately hateful like i yeah. had the the guy who runs the nutrition shop where i get most of my supplements he doesn't know anything about powerlifting beyond what the three lifts are and kind right. of like okay clearly you squat you bench you dead they look right. a little different than they do as gym lifts for right. you know in terms of depth and things like that but he and he said to me he was like well what's the deal with the arch i just don't understand right i don't think any of us as powerlifters whether it's female or male mind people asking us that question i don't understand it's completely different than you're doing it wrong or you're gonna break your back or you're gonna hurt yourself would i have a coat and here's the thing that kills me is that you can even say and that's why i wonder what it is what is it about the arch that makes people so angry and makes and brings out the misogynistic tendencies of men on the internet because i can even say i have a coach who sees me do this right 
Well, your coach is an asshole and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing training stupid bitch girl anyway. What? Right. Okay, sir. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the reason is. The reason is, again, because women are not supposed to be strong and they're not supposed to be able to lift, you know, comparable amount of weight, comparable amounts of weight, sometimes more weight than men. They have to find a reason why that is possible. So it's either you're on drugs, you're, you know, you're juicing or it's because of your arch. But let me explain something to you, homeboy. It doesn't matter whether you are like it's so if you can bench, you know, 250 as a woman and you take the arch out, like it's not like now you can only bench 100 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. If you can bench 250, you can bench 250. So again, saying, oh, well, that's cheating. Okay, right. Because if we, if she takes the arch out, then she's, you know, she's only going to bench 95 pounds. You're right. It's completely yep. the arch that's putting that extra 200 fucking pounds on the bar. Like yep. what? That's exactly, that's what, exactly it what it is. So if there is no reason that they can come up with that this woman is benching as much, if not more than they are, it's a problem. It's a problem that just defies logic. Same thing with, you know, dead, same thing. Like, you know, we talked about, you know, the arch, the other thing that just, you know, enrages, you know, men with the fire of a thousand suns is a sumo deadlift. Yep. And again, never mind that the men do that too. Okay. And again, they only seem to comment on it, you know, with the with the women. There was I uh, we had posted on um, our Instagram, the Chocolate Bar Podcast Instagram page, um, a post last week with uh, I think it's Steph F is her name. Hey girl, and she what? How much did she deadlift? Was it over five hundred pounds? It was. I think it was five hundred, five hundred one, something like that. Something. It may have even been significantly more than that. So everyone's like, oh wow, it's so dope. And then there was that one. There was that one. I mean, it seemed us. It doesn't count. First of all, how stupid do you sound? Once again, of course it counts. Again, it's allowed in competition. Again, if you are, if why would you not use whatever advantages you have to make it easier for you to lift the weight? If the point is to lift as much much weight as possible. Again, allowed in competition. Again, it ain't. and, And again, it ain't like. Her spreading, you know, I'm gonna say that. Her doing a wider stance is adding 400 pounds to her deadlift. You know, meanwhile, if she does conventional, she can only deadlift 100 pounds. Like, 500 pounds is 500 pounds, bro. And it's funny to me how it's only like if there are guys out there that are, you know, elite athletes are sort of doing their own thing. They never comment on women like that. They never do that. It's only those bros. You go and then you go look at their page and, you know, he got some kind of struggle physique and it's clear he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's going to be the one to be like, well, I mean, oh, well, you know, I can lift that much, too. OK, well, then why don't you shut the okay, fuck up and well, go do, do that? It. And why would you, you know, why would you feel the need to tell everyone that? Like you all you are doing is broadcasting your insecurity and i don't think that they understand that we see through that we see you we know what you're doing you're insecure you have a very fragile ego and the fact that this gorgeous woman can come out and throw up 500 pounds like nothing like butter like that just enrages you i'm not sure why but it does and it's okay but But it clearly does you know you need to get some help for that so i just 
I always find it interesting when you start looking at the type of man. And that's not to say that every man is like that because, you know, I definitely have come across a lot of supportive men, you know, that either in the gym or, you know, hell, my husband, whomever, just like, yo, I can't do that, but it is fucking amazing that you can. So it's not every man, but it's just that select group, you know, with that fragile ego that just cannot handle a woman being able and capable of doing something that they also can do or god forbid like i said something that they can them, they themselves cannot do um it's just really you know it's kind of fascinating to watch you know even though it you know pisses me off it's kind of fascinating to watch so here's well, an interesting oh go ahead one of the things that has been really interesting to me with regard to the men who are is the, are the men who kind of bounce back and forth between being supportive and somewhat misogynistic and definitely sexist. So I would meet, this used to happen a lot when I would go to other locations of the same gym. Um, I would go in, go by myself. And usually the thing that people usually notice with me is my bench. I have a pretty mm-hmm. normal deadlift, definitely have a piss poor squat. And so usually I can kind of ride under the radar with my bend, with my deadlift and my squat. Mm-hmm. But women, men don't expect to see women put the big plates on. So once you put 135 on there, people are already starting to stare. Right. But then when you put 135 on and you don't even think twice about it, it causes, in a commercial gym, it causes attention. And what I've noticed is that I will get these men who pretend to be, and I think maybe in a way, in their sick little minds, they are supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll come over and they'll kind of say, oh, Oh wow, you can do that. That's that's pretty badass. Did your boyfriend teach you how to do that? God damn it, man. No. Yeah. Just... <laughs> like, and even in the case where it's yes, why is that the tact that you choose to take? Like why can't you just say, "Where did you learn how to do that?" Right. Why does it have to be that my boyfriend taught me how to do that? Why? Cuz again, so, you so couldn't possibly if, if, on your I own have done figure out and figure out you're too stupid on your own to figure out how to do that. Or I never would have wanted to do it without my boyfriend. Like, it's just so crazy to me that that's always when I'm someplace other than my gym where people know I'm single and they've never seen me since the guy taught me how to lift, since Thor taught me how to lift. I haven't come in with a guy who is clearly teaching me how to do anything. But if I go anywhere else, it's always the first thought is, oh, your boyfriend must have taught you how to do that. No. And no. even if he did, he's not lifting the weight for you. Right. How, what is right. that? Again, how is that taking away from your accomplishment at all? Just Unless you. he's there, you know, upright rowing your bench. <laughs> you still got to get the weight off your chest. Right. I still got I, I still to not die. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. still got to not die under that bar. It's, it's just that is like one of my pet peeves is that whole, did your boyfriend teach you how to do that? No, right. man. I mean, and even if he did, who cares? It's Who not cares? your fucking business. And like at I, the end of the day. It reminds me of in this funny way, it's like the gym equivalent of how when you walk down the street and men holler at you and they genuinely are trying to hit on you and you're not interested. Mm-hmm. And you can't just say, I'm not interested. Thank you, but no thank you. Or, you know, I'm flattered, but no thank you. You right. can't say that. Right. You can't. Right. Because they don't take no for an answer. No. They'll follow you down the street. But if you say I have a boyfriend. I have a husband. Oh, well, you, you, I'm sorry. No disrespect. But you were already disrespectful as fuck. You've been right. following me for three blocks. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Like that's but now, just, because the, how, like, there's potentially a penis somewhere. Yeah. 
<laughs> like it's the fact that it's it literally that whole oh your, your boyfriend must have taught you how to do this is the same is the is like the gym equivalent of oh oh you have a man oh sorry no disrespect no disrespect but it didn't matter right when I didn't have you couldn't take no but now because there's a penis involved right and now you respect the penis but you don't respect me well that's because now, oh okay. that's because for a lot of them we're property you know that whole oh boy let me tell you something when I remember being much younger like in college and you know after that um when I was you know single working whatever and that whole like and I would be with someone I happened to be dating at the time and you know I somebody would be chatting with me let's say and and you know my boyfriend happened to walk up let me tell you what would get you cussed out faster than anything else when you know my boyfriend walks up yo what's up man oh that's you oh excuse i hate me? that excuse me i hate that girl i cussed out many a negro for saying some shit like that to me that first of all what is that because all i see here is human female human being woman right so who or what is that what what is this object you're referring to um but that used to just drive me insane and it's it's that same thing like oh okay i you know so you can be um misogynistic and a you know sort of creepy asshole as long as i don't have a man it's okay but if i have a man or i'm otherwise attached it's not okay no it's just never okay and they just i'm like how do you not understand that you are a creep like you what about that do you not get and no one is going to guys in the gym you're still a creep for doing that yeah no one's going to talk to you like there's not going to be any woman that's going to be like oh my god i swooned when he you know whatever please stop like if that's your goal you are just y'all are just missing the mark for sure you know and it's just like you know, like I said, I, I haven't seen it, you know, I haven't seen it much, but usually like, oh, I think I, I don't know if I had told you this. Anyway, okay, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I brought a girlfriend to the gym with me because um, she was kind of helping me practice command, powerlifting commands and stuff like that. So she, so we were both training and she has a monster bench too. She's a bodybuilder and a powerlifter. So, you know, she has a monster bench. And I mean, when I tell you like this, this guy spotted her, and you know started sidling over to where we were and you know she's racking her weight putting her weight on the on the bar or whatever and i mean he just was he didn't say anything but he just start he was just getting angrier and angrier like his 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 face went from that Mm -hmm. yeah okay like sure you're gonna lift that to damn are you about to lift that to you fucking bitch i can't believe you lifting that like he was mad and Mm -hmm. it's like okay bro like just i mean just kind of slammed the weights down and walked away Mm-mm. that's not cute that's not cute so here's an interesting an take on this thing. though i know it is because like i said it's just it's pure i think it, and, and i think that anger is what takes it from sexism into misogyny right mm-hmm. um from well women aren't supposed to do this to how dare you do something a man can do you bitch right which, I mean, you know, that's their issue. I don't have anything to do with that. But here's an interesting, interesting thing I wanted to ask you about because I've noticed this too, right? So, you know, since obviously we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about issues that are unique to black women because that is what we are. Um, what are your thoughts on black men 
and and I know we have had plenty of conversations about this. Black black men and their reaction to black women who do what we do. Not just get in the gym and you know do a couple of booty exercises, but get in there. And no, push but real weight. strength training. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think the reasons that that is so upsetting to some of them is different than, or it might be white men too? I don't know. But what is it in particular? Do you think about black women doing these things, whether it be you know beasting out at CrossFit or you know killing you know powerlifting or you know strongman or or only weight? What do you think it is about that particular dynamic that is so upsetting? So this is my opinion. Um, my editorial opinion. Right. I have a strong one on this one. Um, the opinions being expressed I are think... not the opinions of Chuck Moore podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Although probably repeated. so, because I'm sure I agree. Anyway. Probably sorry, it, yeah. I, I... So if you read a lot in, if you want to say, quote unquote, mainstream media, um, mm-hmm. they're always looking for ways to prove how black women suck. I was ranting about this literally the other day with one of my friends whoever black media if you want to call it black meat black black mainstream media black pop culture media whatever the fuck you want to call it mm-hmm. they're always finding ways to say we don't know how to take care of a man we don't know how to be a wife we don't know how to be a lady we're hostile we're mean we're bitchy we're this right. we're that and right now i am being hostile mean and bitchy i kind of don't give a fuck mm-hmm. um <laughs> and there are a lot of men out there who really do feed into that Mm-hmm. and really believe the bullshit about oh every black woman on earth is an angry black woman every black woman on earth um hates black men and doesn't want you to do well and that's why they're these independent bitches blah blah like all the stuff that you always hear usually right. proliferated by some man who's never been married or can't stay married to save his life or can't right. keep a woman to save his life but that's not for today to be discussed mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but usually that's who's proliferating this foolishness is some man right. who is making bank telling other men that the reason that their love lives suck is because black women suck right and i think when you have a culture that already feeds that when you have men who hear that all the time Mm -hmm. and they start to believe it then now i've become the embodiment even though you don't necessarily know me as a person right you don't know what i do for my significant other you don't know how i treat my significant other you don't know what i like what i'm like at home Mm -hmm. but because right now in that moment in the gym you're looking at me across the gym floor I am the embodiment of everything that that fool in the book told you (laughs) about black women. Because now I am proving I am a quote unquote strong, independent black woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is, for whatever reason, in our case, a negative thing. Um, Right. And I think that's where a lot of that comes from. Because I've noticed that in real life, um, and I think we talked about this on the podcast, with the fact that now everybody at my job, well, all the male security guards now know that I can bench 135, which makes me laugh because it's that 135 is not even all that impressive for me. It's mm-hmm. like my warm up weight these days. Right. But because they'd never seen a woman do that, it became a thing. All the security mm-hmm. guards at work now know I bench 135 and they want to see my Instagram videos of me benching 135. Never mind the 165 or the 175 or the right. 185. Because that's, that's completely But what I've noticed with them is they're super supportive of it. But what I've also noticed about those men is, first of all, they're working a manly man mm-hmm. job and they're making good money doing it. So they're super secure in who the fuck they are. But when you have men who are not feeling secure in their shit, I have now become, by sitting down, especially if it's a bench press, mm-hmm. I have, I'm sitting down and doing something that is traditionally male and I'm doing it without a male to tell me what to do. Right. 
So I've become the embodiment of everything in those idiotic books and podcasts and mm-hmm. men's seminars and what have you. And that brings on that extra bit of hostility. I think that's where it comes from because I, even on, even if you want to call Instagram the real world, which it's not, mm-hmm. the men who are most supportive of what, of not only the podcast, but what we do as women who lift tend to be other black male lifters, either bodybuilders or strength athletes themselves, mm-hmm. or black men who have their own shit going on. You know what I mean? They're working on their shit and they're secure in their shit and they don't need to lower another oh, another woman, specifically a black woman, to prove that their manhood is still intact. Mm-hmm. But that is where I think that comes from, is that the, our culture already says enough shit about us, so... Right. We just become the embodiment of that, not because we're choosing to, but that's just what I like to do. I like to lift heavy shit. Happy day. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I think that comes from. So, and I completely agree with you on that. I also think it has a lot to do with, um, like I said, just sort of going back to that, you know, concept that men are supposed to define for women what is attractive, what is quote unquote Mm -hmm. wifey material don't even get me started on that what is you know acceptable in terms of you know a black woman's body right and so when you meet or come across a woman who not only doesn't fit into that box but also has the audacity to give zero fucks about fitting into that box that's problematic number one Um, you know, and then, you know, on top of that, I think a lot of the issues that you mentioned with respect to, you know, if, you know, if there's some insecurity issues going on or, you know, and it's the same thing with, with, you know, having a certain profession, making a certain salary, driving a certain kind of car or what have you, you know, if these things aren't attributable to something other than you're just out there doing it and you're doing it without the ne- without necessarily needing a man to help you do it, then it's problematic. And it's funny to me how I'm watching this, I don't know what you want to call it, phenomenon on um, social media where, you know, you will see... So you will see some 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 black women, you know, or more and more black women getting into weightlifting and getting into the gym, but they're doing it so that they can now have this desired shape du jour mm-hmm. for yes. what what a what an attractive black woman is, and that's you know the you know smallish waist and huge like cartoon ish proportion ass, right? So you see how they're feeding into that with all of this like spot training and you know booty programs and this and that and you know and the the rest the remainder of their body looks like a busted can of biscuits because it's just like you can't just train your ass i mean anyway that was not right nice but i'm just saying you know training your ass to the exclusion like if you're getting into the gym and you're squatting solely to have a big ass that's going to be attractive to a man, a black man, then it is absolutely acceptable for you to train heavy. But you better not just go in the gym and train heavy just to be strong. Like that's that's nope. problematic. You know, and that's not when allowed. you start getting those comments like, oh, you know, you look good, but you know, don't don't get too, you know, don't don't get too muscular. Don't I see I like I like your um physique because you know you have you have just enough muscle. Just enough for who, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Like All I, right, what if I want more? And who even asked you? Like I don't Mm -hmm. again this presumption that 
your opinion matters. I care. To me, in right. any shape, form, or fashion is just astounding. Like, I would never assume, you know, my opinion mattered to some random man. You know, well, I, you know, you look great. And that's, you know, I like the way that you got your, you know, your your little waist and your big chest. That's how, what is, that's what you're supposed to look like. What? <laughs> you know what Sorry, I mean? So it's like I the think, mental picture of that discussion I know, right? makes me giggle. I think it, I think, you know, and again, like I said, I, I, I find it interesting that I, I see this more and more in our community mm-hmm. um, because, you know, A, a lot of time, and it's so weird because, you know, sometimes I'm looking and, you know, someone will be like, before and after, and, you know, this was before, you know, my transformation, this was before I started my booty program, whatever. And I'm like, girl, you you had a big old nice butt before you decided that you needed to transform it. I'm not sure I understand. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's like, mm-hmm. what? what are you doing and why? Well, and who? Like, if you and, decided and who told for yourself, you? right? If you decided right. for yourself, you know what? I'm going to grow my ass to epic proportions. That's great because you made that decision. More power to you. But for you to, you know, be doing this because, you know, your man wants you. Because, you know, you hear that a lot, too. Oh, you know, I I can't, I want to lift, but I can't, you know, my man will get upset if I lose my curves. Or my man will do this and my man will do that. What? Are you serious? You know, and, and it's funny because, of course, you know, men's, fr- when you call them out on that shit, their first reaction, you know, especially like I said on social media. Oh, that's why you don't have a man. And that's why I've been married yep. almost 20 years. So now what? Right? Um, so it, it, it's just, fun. and I mean, you know, I, I love my husband to death, but he, he will tell you, you know, I, you you can state what you like or don't like. And, and thank you for being honest with me, but you know, I'm gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> you know, now, you know, to be fair, like, you know, with the whole bodybuilding thing, he's just, you know, honestly been in heaven because I'm definitely a lot fuller than I was because I was dieting and he's you know made no bones about he likes the you know the fuller package and that's fine but it wasn't that wasn't something that he expressed to say you cannot do this because I I don't like the way you look when you do that right you know it was just more like oh you know I know this is for a specific purpose but you know I love it when you you know your, your ass is bigger and your boobs are bigger and you know whatever so you know that's fine but that's why I'm always just like, you're not even married to this chick. What on earth makes you think you have a say in how she decides she wants her body to look? I'll tell you why. And it's something that I can only speak for for black women. So this is one of those things. If you are any other race but black, I can't mm-hmm. speak for you. Because, and you and I, you've heard me say this. As someone who is still on right. the market, we are perpetually, as black women who are single, fighting for the same three men all goddamn mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. like literally fighting for the same three men all the time so unfortunately it's created an environment where men really do feel entitled to because it's basically a threat i've had men threaten me with that and Mm -hmm. hang that over my head Mm -hmm. where it's well i you know if you if you keep getting lean i'm not gonna want to fuck you anymore i'm gonna go find some thick girl you used to be thick i don't want to fuck no bony girl blah 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 blah. and it's the threat of i'm going to leave and the thing is is a lot of women i'm used to being single don't nobody want my ass i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but a lot of women aren't okay with being in that position and they will go run and 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 quote unquote lift or eat or do whatever it is they need to do to get thick to keep that man because they're tired of being single or they don't want to be single or they've been on the market for five years or whatever the case may be and it has created such a messy kind of 
competitive in a weird way because I have a pet peeve with on social media of quote unquote black fitness pages that only show women like why are you demonstrate why must everybody who demonstrates an demonstrate an exercise why why can i see into your vagina like why am i giving you why do i need to see so much of your lower half if you're benching that i could give you well actually no they don't they don't bench on those pages because they don't that's not no that's really it's 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 all squats and slow motion romanian deadlifts right why can i why can i see so far up inside you that i could give you your 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 annual pap smear like what are you doing stop but a lot of times it's because they are appealing to again to go back to the whole idea of the sexism and misogyny Mm -hmm. and all of that they're appealing to the male gaze And it's gotten to the point now, for a really long time, black women didn't do everything for the male gaze. Right. We kind of just, because we weren't, we're never, the, we're never the object that's held up as the ideal anyway. Right. So we didn't need to do anything for the male gaze. Right, right. But as our shape has become, or our quote unquote traditional shape, if you want to call it that, the stereotype, the shape that is stereotypically given as a black woman shape has become the currently desired shape. Now we are playing up to that. and. Mm-hmm. It makes me tired sometimes to watch because we're all, it, it's, there's a competitive undertone to it. A look at me, look at me, and we are competing, whether we know it, whether we're doing it consciously or not mm-hmm. so consciously, mm-hmm. there's a competition that's going on there. Right. A, um, I'm going to get the male attention. I'm going to get the man. Why are we doing any of this for men? Right. I'm not. Yeah. But I don't know. I even it wonder ends. sometimes, like, go ahead. I always wonder, even, you know, in my personal situation with the guy at work who told everybody or the woman at work who told all the guys that I can bench 135, would they be okay with that if they all didn't, I, I'm, and this is going to sound cocky as fuck, but I only know this because they tell me all the time, because they all think I have a banging ass body, because right. my body does fit exactly what is trendy right now. Right. Not because I built it that way. Genetics did that. Right, I right, 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 right. to do with that. And I often wonder... When me benching 135 or one whatever 05 or 205, whatever the fuck it is on any mm-hmm. given day, mm-hmm. would that be as attractive to them if I didn't look like this? Right. Right. Because, yeah, you're cheering me on, but if I didn't look like this, would it be nearly as cool to you? Probably right. not. Right. And that's disturbing, too. Yeah. And I, I try not to play into that, but I do know that that is a factor that comes up all the time. As long as you're sexy with it, you can let right. it. Right. If you're not, quote, unquote, sexy it. with it. I think that's it. You can't, and, you, you, you should stop. Right. <laughs> and not only that, you know, it was funny what you were saying earlier about, you know, being, you know, having someone say to you, well, you know, if you, you know, if you're, if you change your body, look like this, then, you know, I, I'm not going to want to be with you. I'm not going to want to fuck you, whatever. I'm going to leave. What would happen? Like, what, what would happen if, you know, all of the women that had to deal with guys saying that to them said, okay, leave. Exactly. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Whole different body mm-hmm. style would be exactly. You know what I mean? So again, it's just you know, it's just funny because they, you know, I think a lot of a lot of these men who act like that know that that you know they consider themselves to be a commodity, a hot commodity, whatever. Um, that they that that woman or women aren't going to call them on their bullshit. And I think when they do, that's when you get that sort of violent reaction, right? You know, like how dare you? see me for the ain't shit negro that i am how dare you You know i mean you didn't just say the ain't shit negro yeah it's like i mean i i mean literally you can see some of these guys foaming at the mouth 
you know, when these women, you know, whether it be an Instagram or even in person, you know, basically, you know, tell them about themselves. It is just like they just cannot, well, you know, understand yeah. that. Well, like the guy that we beat up on my, on my page, yeah. he was having an actual meltdown. I literally was like, like is a full he going to have a stroke? Right. Like, I really thought that man was going to stroke out on Instagram. Right. For what? Because I benched? Right. Because I benched and because we thought it was funny that you were foaming at the mouth because right. of my bench. And it is the level of anger that I see. And, you know, they always say, don't read the comments. But I always do only because it never ceases to amaze me. The level of anger, pent up anger that these random men have about women who have no impact on their lives. They don't know you. They've never met you. Won't ever meet you. Why do you care how I bench? how I deadlift, how I squat. Why do you even give a shit? Like, I just, I, that is, and that's in general. Like, why do you, you know, that's for anybody. Why do you give a shit about somebody that has no impact on your life at all? You know, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, and, and again, kind of going back to what we talked about, about, you know, sort of women with this internalized misogyny, you know, towards other women and whether it be, you know, or, you, you know, that's too much. Like you said, oh, that's that's good for you. But that's too much for me. I wouldn't want to look like you. Well, you won't because I've seen you binge. So don't worry about it. Um, right. Or, you know, no, you're good. You're safe. Right. Or, you know, just just trying to make slick ass comments, you know, and, and I think, you know, I said this before um, in response to what were we talking about? Oh, I know what it was. It was this is kind of related, but kind of not. It is kind of related. Anyway, so. I was in this having this discussion about the whole Cardi B phenomenon, right? And, you know, why she enrages so many people. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think that the reason that she enrages so many people is that she did all the things that you are apparently not supposed to do. And she's still winning, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's winning She you know, is living according to her terms. She has always been who she is authentic in who she is. She makes no excuses for it. She doesn't try to, you know, morph it for anybody, whether she's talking to, you know, one of her homies or she's talking to like some top, you know, interviewer, radio personality, whatever, she's going to be who she is. And I think for so many women, and I really think this is true for a lot of black women, Um, when you have been socialized and grow up thinking that you have to be a certain way to be acceptable and be loved. And then you, then you turn around and recognize that this chick over here, who's done the complete polar opposite is getting all the shit Mm -hmm. that you wanted and you still ain't got right. I mean, mugs were losing their and and men too mugs were losing their mind when she got engaged like you know right. she's and a hoe she's like not, yes yeah and i yes. was like hey, man, you know and i think but and here's the thing so this is why i bring this up about internalized misogyny so i think one of the things that um for me personally um you know transform my way of thinking because i'll keep it 100 you know she is definitely someone that would have I would have that would have made me uncomfortable when I was younger. And there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, number one, it's again, this whole, you know, respect respectability politics and, you know, good black women are supposed to look like this and do this and act like this um, if they want to get chosen, if they want to be wifey material. Right. Um, So that would have made me uncomfortable. And I think, you know, the fact that there's a little Cardi B in all of us. 
right? What and, and, and that manifests itself mm. itself, however it does. But I think when you're in your twenties and you know, in your thirties and unfortunately some of these hoes are forty or fifty and they're still acting the same way. Um you be the more comfortable you become with yourself and the more accepting and loving of yourself you become as you mature it's so much easier to accept other people for who they are right and i think for me that's why you know me now versus me 15 or 20 years ago seeing a cardi b has reacted completely differently to her right um mm-hmm. and it, it could it's the same thing with you know a woman who you know like online or you know you see this quote-unquote fitness personality and because she is living according to her way of being and what she wants to do and you're not comfortable with who you are that makes you uncomfortable so what if you know this you know whatever bodybuilder looks like in your opinion a dude right or is you know taking steroids or whatever how is that affecting your life it's not right it's not at all you know, you may not just you may not agree with it, but guess what? You don't get to have an opinion on somebody else's life, you know, so you need to take that energy and focus on what it is about you. What it is that is making that uncomfortable for you and you that's what you need to address. And we all have have to go through that process. Um, like I said, I had to go through it, you know, and I still go through it about certain things, but I definitely, yep. you know, look at people a lot differently and particularly women and especially black women um you know because maybe they don't necessarily fit into the box that i was forced to fit into or i was told i had to fit into you know but now i realize i can build my own fucking box and i think because of that it's much easier for me to be comfortable with other people like i've had girlfriends call me like you know did you see this you know this whole thing with cardi b and i can't believe you know she got a man and i'm over here with a degree and and i ain't got no man and blah 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 blah. and i'm like well then maybe you need to check yourself and you know that's not that ain't got shit to do with her she's just being who she is you know exactly so i mean it's it's i really do think that there is a huge part of with black women specifically this whole idea of pick me pick me pick me yo yo pick me yes that drives so much of the hatred and as we talked about earlier the idea of sexism between women women Mm -hmm. being sexist to other women right um a lot of times there are there are there are personalities i'll say this there are especially if you want to talk about social media, there are women on social media that I just don't like. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I, it's not that I don't like them because, oh, I'm jealous or, or, oh, she reflects badly on me. You're you. You don't reflect on me worth a damn. Right. I don't give a fuck what you do. I may not like what you do. I have, and we, and, and I want to distinguish that because I think sometimes it's hard for people to hear the difference between she makes me uncomfortable and I don't like what she does. Mm -hmm. Those are two very different things. What Brie was just talking about was someone making you unco- making you uncomfortable. So, for example, Cardi B. I love her. I have loved her for before she ever was on TV. Like when she was just making ridiculous vines and Instagram videos. I, she that girl makes me cackle. I love every mm-hmm. bit of her. She's hilarious, and she always has been. She never made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. At her worst, at her best, she doesn't make me uncomfortable. I've had friends for years who are strippers, who have had sugar daddies. Mm-hmm. I've had friends who do all kinds of things. That's their choice. Do it with honor. That's what I say. Do whatever it is you're going to do and do that shit with honor. Right. You don't make me... Un- when we talk about making them uncomfortable, it's when you start reflecting that person's shit onto you. What do you mean? That is what Bree is talking about. When you're looking at Cardi B and you take Cardi B's life, 
the fact that she was a stripper, her man at one point was in jail. I don't know. Uh, clearly, he's not anymore because this is a different man now. Right. Who, you know, whatever the case may be. But now you're sitting at home watching Cardi B, who has, whether you like it or not, worked her ass off to get to what she's got now. Listen. When you start sitting there and you reflect on her and, oh, well, that stripper bitch, she got this and she got, and I'm over here and I'm working my ass off and don't nobody want me. That is Cardi B making you uncomfortable because you have issues. Right. Now, if you just say, I just don't like her because it's not my style. I don't like her music. I'm, you know, I'm not into her look, whatever the case may be. That's fine. You have every right. We don't say, we, we're not, at no point are we saying that you have to like everybody. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And, <laughs> then, and not like everybody's going to like you. And that is absolutely okay. Exactly. I mean, I don't, exactly. I, you know, I, I would be honest. Like I, you know, up until, you know, I kind of started reading these, you know, faux tep, whack ass think pieces about her. I didn't really know much about her. I don't watch love and hip hop. You know, I didn't, um, you know, I probably was the last person ever to hear Bodak Yellow. You know what I mean? So I didn't. And even when I heard it, I was like, eh. You know, that's just not my style in terms of what I like, you know, with hip hop. So I won't sit here and be like, I'm her biggest, I'm the biggest fan of her work because I, A, wasn't familiar with it. And now that I am, eh, it's not something I, if it comes on the radio, I'll, you know, I'll bump to it, but it's not something I would go out and buy like on iTunes. Right. Um, but that doesn't stop me. Like you said, from appreciating who she is as a person and appreciating her ability to be who she is. I, I support any woman in being able to do that. And like I said, you know, even and here's the thing, too, because I think a lot of people, you know, will, will probably, you know, look at this and say, well, you know, because, um, you know, we did an episode about this, about the sexualization of, um, you know, fitness and strength sports and stuff like that. And, you know, it may have sounded like we were coming down hard on, you know, women who choose to present themselves a certain way on online or whatever, like, you know, doing deadlifts and I can see your entire, you know, cervix, right? It's not that part that bothers me because if that's what you want to do, do what you want to do. The part that bothers me is that with a lot of these women, you can absolutely tell that they are doing it for the male gaze, not just because this is how I like to dress and I am sexy. And that's not necessarily me speculating, like it is quite apparent based upon the mm-hmm. type of posts that they make, the type of things that they say in those posts. You know, if it's quiet for a while and they're not getting a whole lot of likes, you can best believe you won't get an ass and titty picture soon. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, and, and that just, I won't even say that that makes me not like them. It makes me sad for them because you can, again, tell that they are not comfortable with being whoever it is that they decide to be because they want to. Right. So, you know, in that respect, um, you know, like I said, I wouldn't I I personally for me, I don't necessarily look at anyone and say I hate this person or I don't like this person. I, you know, I just roll my eyes and keep scrolling and being like, okay, girl, whatever, you know, I, I, and I'll (laughs) even say, you know, there was a point in time when, you know, going back to respectability politics, um, you know, I've made the comment that, you know, one of the things that irks me about some of these quote unquote fitness celebrities is that they make it difficult for women who are actually in the sport, you know, because it's a sport and they're, you know, they're technically, you know, studying their sport and beat to get really really good at it it makes it harder for people to take them seriously and then i had to check myself and say so like because some random dude sees you know titty girl or whatever and then he comes to you assuming (laughs) you're gonna be the same way 
just check his ass and keep it moving. You know, you don't have to be like, well, it makes it hard for the, because it's almost like this, well, it makes it hard for the good women, the good, you know, athletes, the good crossfitters, the good bodybuilders. And again, you don't have any right to say that, you know, and, and that's not being supportive. That's not, that's not you doing what you could do to further the sport, right? That's doing stuff like we decided to do, you know, for every, you know, uh, whatever titty girl, I just like that phrase tonight for some reason. Um, you know, out titty there, girl, titty, titty girl, girl, titty. Um, you know, out there lifting in you know a crop top and her under boob is hanging out. There's you know other athletes that are in there just killing it, you know, at their sport, right? So I'd rather focus on you know giving them sort of credit and sort of giving them shine and instead of having this you know sort of negative energy like, well, I'm gonna spend my time hating on this particular group of people if that makes sense um yeah so you know and I, I like i said i guess i sell that to say you know if you do find yourself you know projecting sort of this internalized misogyny against women who don't fit into your particular box number one you need to check yourself and that's not a i'm not saying that to be rude i'm saying that and you need to do the homework to work on what because usually the thing that we don't like about other people is either something that we lack that we wish that we had or it's something that we don't like about ourselves. So mm-hmm. it's really important. Very true. Yeah, it's really important to do that work to figure that out because that's going to make, you know, that's going to, again, allow you to be more comfortable and more authentic in who you are. Um, and it'll make you more accepting of other people. It'll allow you to be more accepting of other people. So do that homework. And then the other piece to the puzzle, like I said, is take that energy that you spend on social media, you know, hating on, you know, other women that don't fit into that box and flip it and, and, and apply that as love to something that, you know, you do want to expend that energy on, whether that be, you know, CrossFit, whether that be, you know, women bodybuilders who have other careers whatever the case may be you know take that energy and turn it into positivity i guess is is kind of my my final thought on that um for the men because we're not going to skip and let them get out of get out of this with no life lessons it's a little harder for men because it requires you first to admit that what you're doing is wrong being sexist and misogynistic and is wrong right and a lot of times um i've found that with even my own male friends Mm -hmm. when i have called them out on saying something sexist or Mm -hmm. something that you know is heading in that direction Mm -hmm. well i'm just trying to give you a fucking compliment god (laughs) but it's not a compliment. Right. If you can't just say, hey, cool, you're strong, or I think it's badass that you like to bench, or you're fucking, you know, whatever, you're killing it in the gym. But you have to attach something about my body, um, the way I look, the fact that I'm female, right. or whatever the case may be to it. You're starting, even if what you said is not outright sexist, it's heading that it, way. Listen, and here's the thing. And, and you know, we like I said, you know, we talked a little bit about what women can do. This is what men can do. Fucking listen. If I tell you that I did not like what you said to me because I felt that it was, you know, 
whatever it was, be it sexist, be it inappropriate, whatever, fucking listen and say, okay, that's all you got to say. You don't need to mansplain to me why what I feel is not valid. You don't need to tell me, like you said, I just was trying to give you a compliment. What's wrong with you? You don't have to try to flip it on me, you know, and make me feel like I did something wrong. Just say, you know what? My bad and keep it moving. You know, I I mean, it's, it's interesting because I've talked about this before, you know, how I feel like my role as a mother is to not only raise, you know, a black man, my role is to raise a black man who is not misogynistic, who does not participate in rape culture, who respects women. Right. And in so doing that, you know, and, and these are, you know, conversations that I've had with my husband on many occasions. We have to be the ones, he has to be the one to change the dialogue and shift the paradigm. That doesn't, and, and it's not enough, A, just to not say stuff. Like my, he's great. Like I will, he'll say something, you know, that I'm like is whack. And I'll be like, hold up, what you not finna say? And I'll explain to him why it's whack. And a lot of times he's kind of like, damn, I never thought about it like that. That's great. But that's not even enough because if you are with your boys in the gym and they're saying some whack shit about a woman in the gym doing her thing and minding her damn business and you don't check him, you're just as culpable. So it's not just about checking Mm -hmm. yourself. You need to check other men. Don't come in my face talking about what I need to be doing or not doing or tell, you know, not all menning me or whatever. You need to check your boys. And I think that is where it starts. And that is how, you know, that paradigm about, you know, sexism and misogyny is going to shift. And, you know, teach your sons that, right? Teach your sons that too, that they are not entitled to any woman's body. I don't give a damn how she's dressed. That is not there for your consumption, you know, and you cannot blame. That's where it derails. I know. And you cannot blame your inability to control, you know, yourself, which is a crock of shit. I think that is also another way to absolve men of their responsibility. I, I can't help, you know, I can't help but look the fuck you can. You know what I mean? You telling me, you know, you're an animal and you basically lack the ability as a human to reason and be reasonable and have self-control. So what is you saying? You know what I mean? So they should be offended at that. You know, that 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 people Mm -hmm. would say that about them or think that about them. So, you know, that's where it starts. And I mean, like I said, I check my son now, you know, and he doesn't you know, he doesn't he's still pretty immature so he doesn't really I don't think relate to girls like that just yet but I make it very clear to him you know if you do see a young lady and she's dressed a certain way you don't get to make a judgment about her that just means she's dressed how she's dressed and that doesn't give you any rights to her or her time or her name or her attention you need to keep it moving you know and and I've been telling him that since he was a little boy right so that's where it needs to start you know and men always you know if y'all want to know what y'all can do that's what you can do first of all shut up and listen and check yourself (laughs) and your boys and your boys even more so than checking yourself because i think a lot of men will check themselves i think they're comfortable some of them are the more aware ones are comfortable doing that but i know i know they are not comfortable checking their boys because no one wants to be the one right who calls out the jerk in the group right and honestly, y'all, especially in the gym environment where, 
and I don't think men understand this. I really don't. I genuinely don't think men understand this because they grow up with an idea that they're going to be, you, the gym is presented as a thing that men do from the time they're little, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think a lot of them understand how for so many women, it wasn't this way for me, but I know for lots of women, the amount of quote unquote balls it takes for us to gather to just go and pick up our first dumbbell. Right. Because you're looking across the gym and it's a room full of men almost always, almost anywhere you go. Mm -hmm. The weight room is full of men. Right. And y'all, it is so hard for women mm -hmm. to do, take that first step. So if your boy is the asshole in the gym, check his ass. Right. You may, I mean, you, you might not want to give him a lecture on the gym floor, but if he's harassing some girl or staring or making her uncomfortable, be, man, man up. away. Tell him it's not cool. Man, grow a pair and tell your boy to stop acting like an asshole. Right. And it does matter. And it will, and it does change. And that is really, I, I, I get onto my male friends about this a lot. Don't wait, and I'm glad that people are saying this more often than not these days. Guys, stop waiting until you have a daughter oh to my decide gosh, that yes. women are human. Right. You, you you shouldn't have to have a daughter. Right. For you to realize we're fucking human beings. Right. Or a wife. I'm, I, I'm like, I, you know, you got a mama. You got, you know, sisters. You got female. And, sisters, and frankly, cousins. aside from that, even if you only have males in your family, like... It's just called being a decent person. Like, how is that hard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, I didn't need yeah, to have a son to, to you know, learn or know or, or, or know how to interact with men in a certain way. You know, it's all like you said, it's always this. It's never an issue until it, it, it hits close to home. Then it's an issue. Until it's the daughter. Right. Either, it, 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 it's, it, that has to stop. Guys, we're human from the day we are born. Right. And if we're not born to you... And it, it doesn't matter. It's still the, the, the person you're talking to is a still a human being. Right. So, yes, it's nice and it sounds nice to say, oh, well, I pictured someone saying that to my daughter or my sister or my mom. And I it shouldn't matter if it's your daughter, exactly. or your sister, or your mother or just some woman in the street. We all deserve the same respect. Right. So stop waiting for it to be your daughter, your sister, or your mother before you realize how fucked up some of the stuff your boys do. Right. Exactly. Actually is. Exactly. You need so, to hold yeah, them accountable. So, yeah, if you want to start something, hold yourself accountable, hold your, hold, hold yourself accountable, hold your boys accountable, and do it because it's the right thing to yeah. do. Not because, oh, that woman could be my mother. Yeah, she could. But you shouldn't need to think that just to act like a human being. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, like, I don't, I, it's not like I'm looking at, I mean, to come up with the worst possible analogy for it. I don't walk down the street and look at puppies and say, oh, I should kick that one, but I won't because that could be my dog. Right. That's not <laughs> right. how exactly. I think. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's a wonderful analogy. Like, like, I don't think that way. I'm not looking at puppies like, oh, I should kick that one. But, you know, oh, she kind of looks like Sasha. No. Right. It's a dog. It's sweet. It's nice. I'm not going to kick it. Yeah. Period. Exactly. Because it's a dog. Exactly. Period. It doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Period. That's where you need to be with women. Yeah. Oh, that's a human being who is a woman. I need to treat her with respect because she's a human right. fucking being. And I don't fucking know her. <laughs> exactly. I don't Full know stop. her. I've never, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why did you cross the entire gym floor to come talk to me? I don't know you. You don't know me. And let's keep it that way. 
you know, and, you know, and, and, and to give credit where credit is due, you know, I've definitely had those experiences. Like I said, you know, you know, how it is when you, you know, work out at a certain time or you always train at the same time and you start to see the same people and you guys kind of have your little click and, you know, kind of look at a transfer. I might save, I might save my rack if I know you're coming and I'm, you know, whatever. There are definitely some men in the gym that, you know, I've been in there and they know me. And I'm in there doing my thing and maybe, you know, they invited their boys to come to the gym or again, it's some newbie and they, you know, say something crazy or they're about to approach me and the and dude's like, nah, man, don't, don't. She's not the one. She's in here getting her grind on. She ain't worried about no niggas. She's married. You need to go on about your business. So I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that. So there definitely are those ones out there that will say, hey, you know, that's not cool. You know, ever come over and be like, is everything okay? Is there a problem? So they exist. But, you know, more often than not, it's, you know, somebody saying something crazy when you walk by and then them not, you know, not checking them or whatever. So, um Anyway, that's so, all I got to say about I, that. I guess for our finisher, yeah. we should probably. I know we had some of our wonderful followers who shared some stories. Yes, I just in case there's that have, person. I don't have them in front right, of me. because you know, some, like you said, there's going to be that one that's like, well, I've never seen anything like that, so that couldn't possibly happen. You know, that doesn't happen in my gym. I've never heard a man say, you know, those types of things to a woman in the gym. And it's like, okay, dude okay so um yeah so let's see some of our folks were kind enough to give us some real life examples and i will not use names um just because i don't know that we necessarily um got permission for that beforehand so oh here's a good one so um one of our <clears throat> listeners said that um she was working out in a gym and a guy approached her to ask um, how much I was lifting because it looked like I was struggling and might need some help. And she was kind of like, yeah, actually, no, I don't need anything. Um, and then she also said, why do men critique my lifting videos? One, I didn't ask you. Two, I have a coach. Three, you aren't a coach. Four, I am a coach. Five, shut the fuck up. So that was really <laughs> funny. Um, and then <laughs> this is the last one um, that from the same um, listener. She said she's had men go on and on about how they don't like muscular chicks. She likes lists. So she says, A, nobody's checking for you. B, I didn't ask. C, do you even squat? So, yeah. And this is like a real life story. These are the kind of things that, you know, random dudes say to you in the gym. So um, that was a really good example. And then let me see the other one. Um, oh, so another um, uh, podcast listener said that um, she's been told, you want to be a man so bad, I'll treat you like one. I'm not really sure what that means. Um, and she said she's still waiting for that person to meet her at the gym and say that to her face. They haven't seen, she hasn't seen them since. Um, and she said that, you know, being an aggressive lifter as a woman naturally draws in a lot of judgment towards um, her until she speaks and people hear she's so um, she's very soft spoken. But the fact that she even has to do that, you know what I mean? Like, why? Why can't exactly. she just be a beast and just be an aggressive lifter? You know, why is it suddenly become OK because she's, you know, soft spoken or her body, you know, looks a certain way or, you know, she's got whatever that particular desirable trait is that some man decided was desirable. So, yeah, I mean, th this is the kind of shit that we deal with, you know, on the regular. And, you know, it's also frustrating because I know for me, 
you know, it is all I can do to get in the gym and get my shit done. I, you know, my life is busy. I work full time. You know, I have a kid. I have a husband. I have a dog. I literally have like two hours <laughs> every morning to get, you know, all of my lifting done. And that's like my peaceful time. So to have that time interrupted by some just random ass extraneous shit. And then like people don't understand why I go off, you know, well, I was just trying to help, but I didn't ask for your help. Like, right. it doesn't matter. It, you know, and I always say this intent does not intent does not negate effect. Right. If you've thrown me off my game and made me feel uncomfortable, that's the bottom line. It doesn't matter that you were trying to be helpful or you were just trying to give me a compliment or you were just trying to. I don't give a damn. Don't. You know, so. Right. I didn't ask you to speak to me, so please don't. Yes. So that's that's uh, I think we pretty much dug deep into that. And, you know, again, if you guys, you know, have examples of kind of, you know, what what has happened with you whether it be online whether it be in person or what have you you know hit us up in the dms let us know if you have any other ideas of things that you want to hear us talk about let us know you or can people find you want to hear us talk to yes oh yes and if you you know there's folks that you want to hear us talk to or you want to you know get some shine on that um a lot of people don't know about let us know um you know find us on itunes and soundcloud check out our blog on wordpress we have a facebook page and oh d i forgot to tell you we got a twitter account now too <laughs> yes. yes we are the chocolate bar pod at chocolate bar podcast uh on on the twitter and it's mainly just like a lot of the same stuff from instagram reposted but you know feel free to stop by there and say hi you know so we can have a conversation or what have you anyway we will see you next time thank you again for listening we will see you at the bar i'm brie signing out i'm d bye 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 <laughs>